We hope you're enjoying this encore presentation of the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular with some of our favorite interviews. Just a reminder, you can always find the latest news, even during the holidays, on IlliniGuys.com. Our multimedia website will have continuous updates on Andre Curbelo's situation, analysis from the Missouri game, and more. And a must-read is Brad's series of reports after he was embedded for two days inside team practices. It's an amazing look at the prep and work that goes into each and every game. It's fantastic stuff, and it is only at IlliniGuys.com. Must-read for everyone that you know. Now, let's get back to the show. This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. And congratulations to the Illini volleyball team, one of eight Big Ten teams earning bids, the NCAA tournament. The Illini assigned to the Lexington Subregional, and you can follow their progress on IlliniGuys.com. But joining us now, very special guest here on our Game Changers line, presented by OSF Healthcare, is Chris Thomas, Illini volleyball head coach. Uh, we are talking here, recording this on Tuesday ahead of the team's trip to Lexington to play in the NCAA tournament. Hey, Coach, welcome to the show, and, and congratulations. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a long few years, you know, coming from COVID last year and uh, still in the post-COVID. It's still been a long year, too. But, uh, you know, the team's been really resilient. Um, you know, last year we finished on a good on a good run. Uh, they, they shortened the tournament last year to, uh, I think it was 48 teams instead of 64, and I think we were just out of the bubble last year. And then this year we were able to put together – a nice run and a really good tournament resume and uh, we're rewarded with a, with an appearance this year. So uh, happy to have that for the team. Uh, it's not always about the wins and losses, but it, it sure feels good to, to be in the tournament again. Yeah. Uh, great. I know the you know, high point I know was, uh, was the win over Purdue uh, mid season. Yeah. That stretch where you played Purdue and I think it was Wisconsin, like, like back to back all four, yeah, four, four times in a row. Yeah. Exactly. It's like who, who put that schedule together, you know, but, yeah. um, but, you know, but that's one thing I want to ask you about in terms of you, know, how, how frustrating was it last year to have that season with all of the issues with COVID that everybody was facing, of course, um, with the success that, that you've had over the years uh, in your tenure and even before you got there to have a season end with, without going on to the postseason. Yeah, again, I think last year was a lot about, you know, it wasn't just about us and athletics. It was, uh, it was we we're dealing with the world pandemic. And so we were in some regards, we were happy just to be able to play. But uh, of course, we're competitors and we want to be able to you know, reach the highest levels. And we we turned over our roster after the 19 season. We had a lot of people graduate. So we were playing the really young roster and people in different positions because, you know, people were out due to contact tracing or whatever. So just based on that, I, I, I was really uh, pleased with the year, even though, you know, record wise and, you know, we didn't make a tournament appearance that how we kind of went through the year. We always look at improvement and I felt we improved from game one until the, our very last game where we beat Purdue at Purdue uh, to finish. And then this year, like you mentioned, we had a nice win at Purdue again. Um, we had another nice one on the road against Penn State. Uh, we've, we dealt with some little bit of injury and sickness after that um so we're just now coming back into full strength again and just in the right time for the tournament here so good to be back um but uh yeah we always just work on one day at a time and, and try to improve as best we can certainly your tournament tested as we mentioned one of eight big 10 teams um getting into the field and the the tournament uh, committee did you no favors by sending you to the uh the lair of the defending national champion kentucky wildcats but first things first uh west virginia on friday afternoon um, tell us about the Mountaineers. This is their first trip there. Um, so certainly I think you still have a, like you said, you graduated some players, but a bit of an advantage in terms of, um, uh, you know, the Illinois program, uh, being a staple every, every year in the NCAA tournament. 
Sure. I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, every big 10 team that's, that's made it this year, definitely deserving of it. And you, as you mentioned, eight teams and um, all eight of us with, with above 500 records in conference. And uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's a grind. I mean, that's the best way I can, I can put it. You've got seven teams consistently in the top 25, you got uh, five or six and usually in the top 15. And so uh, night in and night out, you're going to have to bring it. Otherwise you're going to find yourself on the, on the wrong end. And so, um, just that alone, I think gives the big 10 a huge edge. And I like actually a lot of our chances to advance, you know, in the, in the previous years, we've had five or six teams advance to the sweet 16, um, with a couple usually in the final four. And so I feel that's another year, uh, it's going to be like that this year, uh, for the big 10. Uh, and as far as the Mountaineers go, yeah, you know, first time in, in a while, they, they can have a different type of energy. So it's very much like the basketball March madness where everyone's in, everyone's good. Um, you can't take anyone lightly and, uh, they've got some re really nice pieces and, uh, you know, they have a good coach. So it's just like we all do. So we, we just have to make sure we're taking everyone as serious as possible. I know, you know, we're, we're in Lexington and, you know, we can start looking at the facing the defending national champs, but we got to get, we got to get there first. So, uh, Mountaineers, good team, and, uh, we got to be well-prepared. Uh, and finally, I know that uh, obviously the goal is to win a national championship, but 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 short of that, what defines success for you in, in this season as you head to Lexington and look beyond that? Um, when you look back, what what's a successful season for uh, for Coach Thomas in the Illini volleyball team? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good question. After the after we had that final four run in 18, you know, in 19, we we also had a. a a decent run, but it wasn't quite a final four run. We, we had some matches with, that we had won the previous year. We just fell short. And so it kind of makes you look at, you know, you do have to define that success and you're not always just going to come in and win. And, and, you know, if you think about it, there's only one coach and one team at the end of the year uh, <laughs> who can be happy. So it, it, you can't define your happiness just based on that. And I know fans don't like hearing that, but uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is it's really hard to do and you got to, you know, you got to be on and you got to have all of your, your players that are on, on any given night. And uh, there's, there's a team on the other side of the net that has a say in that. And so for us, or for me, you know, it's just about making sure we hold true to our pillars and uh, making sure that we, you know, we, we, we call it home and, and uh, those, that stands for having honor and ownership and being really good at being in the moment. And that's about everyone. And so if we can be really good in those aspects and think about that, it's not just about us, it's about the team. It's about improvement from day one until we get to the end of the season. And then we get to the end of the season. Like now we just, you know, fight like heck to give ourselves a chance to win a match. I mean, that's pretty much what we look at. You're not always going to hit every single ball in or you're not going to, um, you know, block every ball or anything like that. We, we just have to do our best uh, to be our best. And that's pretty much what we have to do. And, and I've been really proud of this team, um, have been since I started coaching here. They've responded really well. Great support from the Illini uh, fan base and uh, just looking forward to a good tournament run here. Yeah, well, we feel that all is right with the universe again with uh, Illinois back in the NCAA volleyball tournament. So uh, we didn't like not being a part of that last year, but glad you're back in there. Hey, Coach, uh, best of luck this weekend in Lexington and uh, and and beyond that. Let's just let's just put that out there in the universe that uh, that's going to happen. Uh, and congrats again on su success already, and and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. All right, Chris Thomas right there talking to us. Illini Volleyball again taking on West Virginia Friday in the uh, Lexington sub-regional uh, of the NCAA tournament. And again, a win there and uh, a likely date against uh, Kentucky, the defending champion and the host down there 
uh, in Lexington. Again, this segment to the Game Changer segment brought to you by OSF Healthcare. Stay with us, quick timeout, and then much more here on the Sports Spectacular, all along the Atlanta Guys Radio Network. guys sports spectacular right back here with you larry smith mike Hagley, brad sturdy and joined by a very special guest uh the new head football coach university of illinois brett bielema as we are a week away from uh the start of the season coach great to have you on the show thank you larry thanks for letting me on absolutely hey i'm curious you know as you're getting ready right now nebraska's a week away is 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 the team right now the program where you hoped it would be when you first took this job over back at the end of last year? Well, the, the easy answer is we'll know, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, at this point, you know, the, the thing I've said to our guys all along, right? Um, every college football team has 15 spring practices. Check the box. We did that, right? Everybody has the same rules as far as when they can start fall camp to get to their first opener um, because Nebraska and us uh, are involved in this week zero game, we got to report a little bit earlier, but we don't get extra practices, right? So when we hit this game, Nebraska will have the same number of practices we have. Uh, when we're going into week week three against Virginia, they've had the same number of practices. When we're going into week four against Maryland, they've had the same number of practices. So I've really stressed to our guys, you know, to just don't worry about where, we're, where we want to be seven days from now, 14 days, take care of today. And I, and I do think our guys have really bought into that. I've seen the way they've mentally handle themselves, but now to be into a game week, everything matters more, right? So uh, the NCAA, the other X factor that not a lot of people don't realize is when you're at fall camp, the NCAA protocols and restrictions and hours are very, very different than they are when you're in season. So this week, now we start a game week preparation. Now we are um, held to the 20 hour rule. There are certain rules that the NCAA puts in place as they should be to monitor the student athlete well-being. And, and that's a big change. Um, one of the things that you're as a, as starting here at U, University of Illinois um, is have there been any surprises on this journey? You know, taking into account all the things that you knew to do to build a program because you've done it twice. Anything surprise you or anything, you know, come up that uh, took you like off guard at all? Or was it all like you thought it would be? You know, Mike, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that I I think I didn't realize my first ever head coaching job, I was a defensive coordinator for two years in waiting, right? So I, I learned the program from the inside, right? I, I saw the strengths, I saw the weaknesses, I saw the potential landmines and potholes that came up. Anytime you take a transition um, and you haven't been here before, those things kind of come at you at different times, right? It could be literally in the first 48 hours, right? I go to watch film in the morning, the first time I'm in my office and I realize they don't have blackout shades, right? So I got sunscreen in my screen I can't watch film in the morning, right? That was one I didn't see coming. Um, and so I had to change out the screens, right? Um, a, a simple thing like that we joke about, but those are really a head coach in transition. Uh, football 101, we had a, a, the way our, our screens were set up with our assistant coaches. They looked nice. They were great TVs, but, you know, it was, it was just a, a, a mechanism that they hadn't really crossed the bridge at that point, right? So we we changed the dynamics in all of our assistant coaches' office to make them more functional. Um, the, then, you know, you got the routine of our players. Like one of the things that 
really changed for our players was just what we were able to provide them um, just fueling wise, right? Like we're a big development program. Uh, the gains that we've gained uh, uh, physically from our players with Tank in the weight room, uh, Jade in the nutritional room, we fueled our players differently. We've uh, uh, made things more available and resources available. And Josh Whitman has provided those things. And it's been a big thing for a program that really never makes the front page of the media, uh, but it's definitely had a huge effect on our program. Yeah, and, th and thanks for letting us have Tank on our uh, Eye on the Illini podcast because he was a fantastic guest. We got a little bit uh, insight into how he's doing to help out the team. Yeah, he's a, he's a great addition. You know, in reality, uh, to be honest, your strength coach touches your student athletes more than any other coach in your program, right? So he's around 24-7, uh, 365 days a year. There's, there's eight discretionary weeks that we have to take into account, but for the most part, he touches them on a daily basis, um, and, and the effect that he's had in our program has been overwhelming. Newsmaker Live presented by Busey Bank. We're here with uh, Illinois coach uh, Brett Bielema. Brett, Surdy, what do you got? So I, I got to ask, like, are you a little – you haven't been on college campus for a while. Does it feel a little strange to be back on campus and getting, you know, hyped for this first game, packed house, uh, you know, and you open with a Big Ten game. So it's, it's got to be pretty exciting for you, maybe a little nerve-wracking. You know, uh, Brad's a great question, but I, I would say this, right? So I've, I've been in this profession, you know, five years as a student athlete, uh, uh, a number of years as an assistant coach, as a coordinator and head coach. So even though I've been in the NFL game three seasons, it really wasn't all that new. The newness really is, right, all the things that all of us have been through together. You guys have been through it as well, right? COVID, the restrictions, the, the different things that have come at us on campus, um, even now with the resurgence here, you know, of, of things to be aware of for us on our, on our campus. It's been a little bit different probably than uh, any time else in, in college football history because of that, right? Um the Illinois campus has been awesome, right? Champaign-Urbana has welcomed me, my family, our coaches. Um, I can't tell you how much our coaches have enjoyed being in the community, being in the neighborhoods. I got a couple coaches in my neighborhood and, uh, you know, take my girls out on a wagon ride this summer and, and <laughs> on their porch was pretty awesome, you know, and, and just to be involved, um, you know, on a day, you know, I've really tried to engage our players uh, um, in, in the community and as well, you know, have different speakers, right? Uh, we had, uh, you know, several people come in and talk to our players during fall camp that, you know, are on campus and living the good journey with them. So I've really tried to blend in our guys as much as I possibly can and, and make them feel the experience just as much as I have. Illinois coach Brett Bielema here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. Coach, I want to kind of follow up on that. Uh, great question from Brad and kind of to dig a little deeper. You mentioned spending a, a little bit of time in the NFL through time at, uh, at Wisconsin and Arkansas. What have you added to your toolkit as a coach that maybe you didn't have before you, you took part in the NFL experience? Uh, without a doubt, um, just the, probably the more football side of, of the game. You know, one thing that the NFL allows you to do, uh, something we mentioned on the beginning of this interview, right? The NCAA limits you to 20 hours of a work week um, to prepare your players to get ready to play a game on Saturday. And for the college world, that's probably about right. Um, I mean, as coaches, we probably always ask for 25 to 30, but um, I think about it all the time, like when we're in game preparation in the NFL, you know, Sunday is a game, Monday we go to the work, Tuesday is a player day off, but coaches, um, you know, and many players come into the building on their day off, Wednesday, uh, you know, Thursday, you're still four, uh, you know, three days away from the game, we get in 20 hours in the first three days of the week, right, like so you can dive a little deeper and, and get a little more detailed 
Uh, and plus they're professional athletes, right? They don't have any other jobs. So part of the uh, uh, great thing was to be in the NFL and see that side of it. But the benefit I've carried now to the college world is I think we've done a better job of making our players more complete football players, uh, uh, football IQ, five, football awareness, uh, and then the execution of it, but also putting it in a college time frame of what they're, what they're obligated to do. And hopefully, hopefully good things come on Saturdays. Here on the Newsmaker Line, presented by Busey Bank with Coach Bielema. Quick timeout right now and back with much more. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family. Opening your own business. Retiring to travel. Leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. HX Home Solutions uses only the best materials, and their team of experienced professionals gets the job done right and on time. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. And schedule your free estimate, 224-880-6000. And we are right back on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular talking to Atlanta football coach Brett Bielema. Uh, Mike, you had a question before the break. One of the things we're hearing from high school coaches and players is that you've clearly made the in-state prospects a priority for the program. Um, what made you decide to do that? And how, how do you think it's benefiting the program, even though it's early on? Well, it's it's really just, you know, life, right? 51 years on this earth and almost 30 years now in college coaching. Like I've, I've learned it really all organizations I've seen, right? Successful businesses, um, successful organizations. Um, they've, they've always been um, re- representative of the area they're from, right? So like, even though um, Illinois is a little bit different because you have the, the, the uh, you know, the state makeup of Chicago, downstate St. Louis, right? It's a it's a little bit of, and I was aware of that day one. I knew that coming in, you know, if I talked to three downstate coaches, I need to talk to three Chicagoland coaches and manage that uh, as it lays out in front of us. And then, you know, one of the things Josh first talked to me about was when I was hired was, uh, you know, everywhere I had been, you know, you mentioned a couple of them, Iowa, Kansas State, Wisconsin, those places had to all sustain success by the people and the, and the products of their home state, right? Iowa is a lot of Iowa. Uh, Kansas State is a lot of Kansas and Wisco is a lot of Wisco. And, and I think to be successful here in Illinois, we're, we're going to need to embody that, represent it um, and, and fight the good fight on every player that we want. And, and uh, we have done that from day one. Just a little thing. I'm sure you saw it over the last couple of days. You know, we took a, a senior photo uh, with 41 seniors that is on our midfield uh, uh, um, emblem of the state of Illinois with our players around it and that to me just had a, a, a very visual effect on, on what it means to be here, right? Like if we can, you know, protect the people in this state and, and have them come here to Illinois and then on the flip side of it, 
uh, bring in people from around the country that are very Illinois type. Um, now we're going to have something to build on. And I think that's a big, big part of our program. So I know you're going to answer this question by telling me that you're taking it game by game and day by day. I already know the answer, but I got to <laughs> ask it anyway. So what's, what's success? How do you define success in year one here as you start your, your journey here at Illinois? No, it, it, it's, it's a very, very valid point. And um, for me, uh, the thing that I've always told our players for as a head coach, I need to be in advance, right? I have to see into the future. I have to, you know, uh, you know, tackle and challenge things way ahead of what's in front of us. What I need this team to do is focus on today, right? We're seven days out. Uh, we're six days out. We're five days out. We're four days out. Their mission needs to be that day, right? I will get them ready for Saturday. Um, but if they start worrying too much about what's in front of them, they're not going to take advantage of today, right? So every day when we walk in the building, we talk about four things. They're going to do their job. They're going to work hard. They're going to be here. Uh, and they're going to put the team first, right? And those are easy things to say, but really hard things to do. Do your job is different for everybody in the room, right? The third string uh, uh, snapper is just as important as a second string right guard on punt. He's just a start as important as our starting quarterback. Everybody has a job to do and they got to do it well. Um, work hard. Everybody just thinks that's the physical. Well, the work hard for me is physical and mental, right? Like take advantage of every rep that you're not in there, right? If I'm a look team player, I'm not just out there servicing my offense to look like a Nebraska defense. We're going to do everything we can to be a better player at the end of fall, right? Um, be here means be in this building, right? There, we got 120 guys coming from different apartments, different buildings, different homes, different lives, different girlfriends, different moms, different dads, right? Everybody's got to come in here and be here in this building for the amount of hours that we can work and 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 focus on that. If I got a guy whose whose mind his body is here, but his mind is, is in his apartment playing a video game, we're not going to get very far, right? Um, and then the last thing and the biggest thing is always put the team first, right? As a head coach, every decision I make is to put the team first, right? Every decision I make from coaches, players, recruiting, personnel, staffing, scheduling, everything I do is to put the team first. And I think our guys have understood that now. Um, and, and that's really the focus of, uh, that's how I'm going to measure success, right? If we're able to do that on a daily basis, we're probably going to get someplace good. Brad, I think his answer uh, exceeded your expectations. What do you it, think? It did. It was much, <laughs> much, much more than I expected. So that was really good. I, I appreciate that. that was, uh, Brad, I'm a pleaser, man. I'm just trying to get you. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Coach, last question. This uh, probably is the easiest one. Um, you know, uh, and I, full disclosure, I just moved both my kids into their college dorms. What was your daughter's first day of school like? Has that happened yet? Well, she's actually in preschool, um, but she uh, she's four. And um, unfortunately, because of this coaching world, she's transitioned from four schools. Right. Um, and uh, but I, I, it's been awesome uh, to have them locally here. We moved into a rental home um, on the west side of town and, and uh, we're about uh, almost three months now into the build of our new home. And uh, one of the few moments I get during the week, we always try out either on Saturday or Sunday to um, uh go to Duncan so dad and mom can get a cup of coffee by girls get a sprinkled pink donut. And we usually go to the house uh, <laughs> kind of take a picture every week as it's growing. Right. And, and this week was awesome because they could see their bedrooms being built on, on the top floor. And, and uh, you know, mom will give us a tour. Like, I, I think I know what's going on, but I'm just kind of following it as well. Uh, and and I uh, let my wife, Hey, happy wife, happy life. Right. So I just kind of let <laughs> where we're going and, it's absolutely awesome uh, 
the people of this community have been unbelievable. And, you know, I, I, I would say this, right. Our players are hungry for success. I think this community is hungry as well. Right. And our mission every day, uh, you know, I talk to a group of donors, supporters, ticket se- season ticket holders. Um, and I say, it's going to success, right. And that the things they're doing are going to build uh, uh, things that go beyond just football. They're winning football games. They have good people. They represent themselves well in the community. That's what we're building for. And, and this community, I think, is hungry for it. Yeah, and let's uh, – I think we'd all be happy if, um, you know, we get your girls through high school right here in, uh, in Champaign. Hey, <laughs> stick, that. stick around, Coach. Exactly hey, with it. We're, uh, we've got to hit a break here. Hey, Coach, thanks so much for uh, being with us here on the uh, Newsmaker Live presented by Busey Bank. Uh, Coach uh, Brett Bielema, uh, we can't wait to see you there in the stadium next week and, uh, and uh, root for you guys on to get a W. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate it, fellas. I, uh, Coach. I and I. I and I. All right. Take care, guys. Hey, a bunch more uh, Sports Spectacular coming up after this. Stay with us on the Illini Guys Radio Network. In case you haven't figured it out, the Illini Guys studio is dark this weekend for the holiday. This is an encore presentation of the Sports Spectacular, still powered by IlliniGuys.com. The Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Happy to have you bringing in October with us. Before the break, we were listening to part of the Sturdy for 30 podcast as Brad and Mike interviewed Illini assistant basketball coach Jeff Alexander. Let's return to that exchange. So, Jeff, I got to ask this. You know, you come off last year, fantastic year. You get the one seed. Um, You know, your program has, you know, we still got Brad Underwood at the top, but you've really changed. I mean, you're still, you're in a different role perhaps, but, you know, it's still going to be there. How? How has your, how do you think this program has been able to overcome? I mean, really, not many programs lose three assistants and then just bounce back and you feel like you're just the same. I mean, and I hate to say that you're the same because, you know, I, you know, I love those guys that weren't, that aren't here anymore. But at the same time, it's just weird how you've been able to transition almost seamlessly into the new staff. Yeah. And, and Brett, as you mentioned, those guys, dear friends, um, guys we still talk to uh, very, very frequently uh, to this day. Close, you know, our families were close. Uh, we were family, and uh, at the end of the day, they had they had a decision to make, and uh, they had to choose what was best for them. And uh, obviously, we, you know, we all know the the, the end story. Uh, but I'll say this: uh, Brett did an unbelievable job of building uh, the current staff and uh, guys that uh, that that fit. Guys, uh, we, we, we work extremely well together. Uh, there's tons of energy. There's tons of, um, you know, great communication amongst us. And uh, just, just happy. And, and I'll say this, you know, yeah, one of the big things, you know, obviously when, when you have staff turnover uh, is the current team. And that was the, you know, the, the priority number one and only priority, uh, you, know, during, you know, during the summer months. Uh, of keeping you know our guys in house and and, and keeping uh, our current roster where it is, and I feel great at that. You know when you get two uh, super seniors that come back, and obviously both of those guys could have gone and made you know good money playing somewhere, and want to come back and be part of what you've got going and the culture that you've got. I think speaks highly of of what we got going on here, and um, you know. Brad's done, uh, as I mentioned, an unbelievable job of just, you know, keeping the train on the rails and, and, and moving forward. And, 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 you know, we're excited about this coming year. We feel like, you know, we've got the pieces to, to make another uh, championship run. Uh, that's our goal. That's the only goal we have. And, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can on a daily basis to be 
you know, those everyday guys to move, continue moving this thing where it's got to go. Yeah, to that point, you and I spent a lot of time in Atlanta sitting on a bench watching a mammoth human being sitting across the gym or or down the curve. It was just happened to be in the same place, right? You know, happened to be there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a stressful time as as we we talked about and uh, um, you know to Kofi's you know credit, um, you know obviously he had a decision to make, um, put his name in the draft, went through the process. Um, we thought he did extremely well uh, in the combine. We watched, you know, every chance we could. Got, you know, some good feedback from people. Um, obviously, uh, he took it all in, and their camp did uh, an extreme, extremely great job of, of evaluating it and then finding out, you know, hey, I need to go back and, and, and work on some things. And, uh, you know, Kofi's got a huge heart. And, uh, you know, there was some, you know, with what we talked about early with the staff uh, turnover, uh, there were some things that had to be discussed and explained to him and how it was going to work. And uh, we went through that process and, 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 you know, Brad was off the charts and, and, and basically breaking it down and uh, being very, very specific on the things and the communication. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, Kofi, uh, he's got a huge heart. He knows where he belongs. He knows where his legacy is. And he knows uh, with, with him coming back where this team could go. And uh, he's working extremely hard. Uh, he's attacked it. You know, he's taken that feedback that he got from those people uh, at the next level and, and really going in and working really hard every single day on those things. Uh, he's, 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 you know, kind of, uh, you know, upset with you know because he has the ability to do that, some of those things and he's just got to be able to show it and uh, he's working extremely hard you now you're coaching the bigs this year right you're kind of been focused uh, on the big men yeah. Uh, yeah. you for the first time maybe since he's been here Kofi has a guy who's similar in like size I mean I, I say similar because I don't think you can find anybody who's actually the same size but you find someone you know Omar Payne's a, a you know, seeing him there, that's a big dude. I mean, that is a big guy. I mean, 6'10", 240, 250 pounds, that's a big guy. On most teams, that'd be a really big guy. But on Illinois, he just looks like, you know, Kofi's little brother sometimes. But how's that How's that matchup going? And how, how, how do they – can you play those guys together at all when you look at this coming year? Yeah, and, and Omar's been off the charts. Omar's, um, you know, first and foremost, great, great young man. Uh, that comes from a great family um, and uh, has come in here and uh, obviously coming from the University of Florida. He's had, you know, a couple years of experience. You know, he's been through a, you know, a power five schedule, a power five league uh, a couple years and understands kind of what the, you know, what it takes. But uh, he's come in. He's an unbelievable listener. He's a sponge. He wants to do everything. And this is almost to a fault, Brad. He wants to do everything perfect. And as we all know, this game, nobody's ever perfect in this game. And he has to get through some of that and understand by him playing extremely hard and using his God-given abilities, those mistakes that he will make are, are going to be covered up by those. And, you know, he's full. I mean, he's uh, – I, I, I love him. I say this a lot. And Kofi's the same way. We have really, really – great listeners and guys that take what you give them in coaching and try to apply it. And it's really, really important for them or to them 
to try to do what you ask. Many thanks to Jeff Alexander for his time and job well done by Brad and Mike. You can hear the entire interview on the Sturdy for 30 podcast, and you can find that on IlliniGuys.com. Bulls PA announcer Tim Sinclair up next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular continues. Time now for our Game Changers segment presented by HX Home Solutions. Larry Smith here, Brad Sturdy, Mike Cagley. We've got Patrick Quinn uh, working the board, and he'll jump in here because he's got a special connection to this guy. Uh, Tim Sinclair, starting his second season as the Bulls public address announcer, joins us now on the line. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show. It's got to be pretty cool to get to do this uh, in front of a full house now, right? Do you feel cheated by, by COVID last year? I feel like I'm well-practiced, I think, more than anything. Uh, we had four games last season with uh, with fans in the stands, and it was a very limited number of fans. So heading into this year with hopefully uh, 20 or 21,000 strong, uh, it'll be a welcome change for sure. So tell us about your journey. How do we get from Muhammad Seymour High School to doing uh, Major League Soccer, Illinois Athletics, and the Bulls and the Bears? How did this all happen, pal? You know, I, I wish I had a simple answer for that, and it was it was really on accident. I, I loved broadcasting and jumped into radio fairly quickly after high school and uh, loved sports but never mixed the two uh, until right after uh, Jim Shepard, actually, when he left Illinois, someone said, oh, you should apply to be the new public address announcer for the Illini. Well, I thought it sounded amazing, of course, but um, didn't really have any experience. I sent a resume and a, a makeshift tape and, of course, crickets. Like, I heard <laughs> nothing from anyone for a solid year. They, I think they had already hired Mike Cation, but regardless, they were not interested in any way, shape, or form. Um, but a year later, they were in a pinch, I think, for a baseball game and needed somebody to do public address. And I guess my file was still in someone's garbage can somewhere. And they said, uh, let's call him. So I got this email or phone call said, hey, can you come help us with the baseball game? And that's really how it started. Um, I fell in love with it right away. Uh, you know, we often talk about getting bit by the radio bug, but I got bit by the public address bug. And I, I, I wasn't very good, but I knew it was something I wanted to do more of. And uh, thankfully, they let me. Uh, they asked me to do some other Illini events later that year. And eventually one thing leads to the next, leads to the next. And, um, you know, then I did get the men's basketball job eight years after I applied for it. Um, the Chicago Fire. come to those who wait. There. What was that? Good things come to those who wait. I suppose. Yeah, I didn't expect to wait eight years, but uh, it worked out. And then uh, I got the Pacers job, won a contest with them. And from that point, um, things really started to snowball. You really came close with the Cubs there too, right? So that was really, I take, you know, I was disappointed. I got second place out of 3000 for the Cubs job back in 2011. But I take that as a, at least at the time of a, maybe I can't, maybe this is more than a hobby. Maybe I can turn this into something. Maybe somebody will need a PA guy down the line at a big time, uh, you know, college or a pro level. And that that's really what led me to believe that maybe I could do it. That is so cool. What kind of preparation 
does that take? What's a what's a regular work day like for a public address announcer? Thankfully, my job's way easier than like play-by-play guys who have to know story and stats and, and all those kinds of things. My job mainly is pronounce the names right and then call what you see on the floor and make sure that the fans have the correct information that they need. In basketball, obviously, that's fouls who scored, score at the end of the quarters, things like that. In football, it's a, it's a much more... Um, you talk a lot more, I guess, in football because you're doing down and distance, who caught it, who carried it, who made the tackle, all those kinds of things. And so it's just it's a lot of information, knowing how to say guys names right or girls names right. And then, um, you know, you've got all the marketing ends of things, too, and making sure you get stuff uh, set at the right time for the right sponsors so everybody stays happy. Uh, what's the hardest name you had to pronounce in your career? There are a lot of them, though. My favorite is probably uh, she played for the Illini women's team for about three years uh, from Greece. All the Greek names are hard. And her name is Nancy Panayotopoulou and Um, All of that did not fit on her jersey. They could only use the Panayotopoulou part, the, the other hyphenated part they <laughs> didn't even bother with. But uh, it's like 11 syllables in her last name, I believe. So you recently said that you're going to be on the NBA 2K and my son and I have played it a couple of times and there you are the PA voice. Tell us about that. Uh, man, that's uh, my boys play it too. Uh, and I had always kind of thought when they were playing, man, it would be really cool if um, you know, I could one day be, be a part of that. And all of a sudden I get a phone call and it was from 2k folks who said they wanted to make PA guys a part of the experience. And so when you play as the Chicago bulls, you'll hear me do the starting lineups and, uh, and call the game uh, like a public address announcer would, if you were actually in the stadium and um, man, opportunity of a lifetime for sure. What, what, what's that like of your, have your boys played the game yet with your voice on it? They have, they have, they, I mean, to them, I feel like they've almost grown up with this, you know, from the time they were born, going to games, sitting on my lap in the press box or in press row behind me at basketball games. And um, so it's kind of old hat to them, but they definitely get some street cred with their friends in junior high, um, you know, to be able to talk about that. So that's been kind of cool. Uh, Grace, I'll share. My daughter is now in college. When she went to kindergarten, the teacher came up and said, is your daddy on TV? And she said without hesitating, yes, but only when he goes to work. <laughs> I like it. Best response ever. So, is there something in the water, and Muhammad? Do we all have to go into? Is it a broadcasting school? What is it? Yeah, you know, you? We should we should let everyone know that that these guys, Patrick and Tim, went to Muhammad Seymour High School together. We should. I alluded to that at the beginning, but we should clear that up. That you guys yeah. knew each other way back in the day. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing, I guess. You know, um, I had no idea that uh, so many of us would end up there. Um, I don't know what to attribute it to other than it is a great school. And I feel like they prepared me well from a, the ability to speak and present ideas uh, fluidly. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot on the fly, too, but uh, certainly was a good foundation. It's very no good. regrets on not being a, 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 an architect? <laughs> no, very few. Um, you know, maybe I could afford to go to these games that they're paying me to go to now, but uh, getting to actually work them. And to go for free, and yeah, I mean, there there aren't any better jobs in the world than I can think of. Very cool. And we should we should also say Mike Cagley, who stepped out of the room, also a Muhammad Seymour High School grad, though a few years uh, older. Hey, Tim, listen, uh, we're out of time, but man, great to talk with you. Congratulations again on uh, the success. What a great career! We can't wait to get to United Center and hear you live and in person. Um, you've done such a great job over the years, and and have fun with the video game. Like, I mean, 
how how many of us get a chance to do not just what we're doing now, but to be on a video game is really cool. That's pretty neat. And the, and the great part is all the hard work was done uh, during one week in Los Angeles. And um, so now I just get to sit back and people can hear me whenever they want as they play. And uh, no more, uh, no skin off my back because I don't have to do any more work. It's been that's, done. That's right. In, in perpetuity. That's right. Right. that's right. Tim Sinclair, he's the public address announcer of the Bulls, joining us here uh, on our Game Changers segment presented by HX Home Solutions. Tim, all the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, thanks again. Uh, We've got more Sports Spectacular on the way right here on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Rock back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. And this segment presented by HX Home Solutions, a better business bureau since 1950. These guys are fantastic. Definitely check them out, HX Home Solutions. You know, if you have been a a part of the IlliniGuys.com community for uh, the better part of 2000. Uh, make that, you know, 2021, uh, uh, then you know that earlier in the year, we did a podcast with the Illini gals and we had a lot of fun uh, and they were brave enough to come on and join me again right now. So on with us right now to discuss a little Illini sports, Marianne in Tucson, Arizona, Joan in Champaign and Kendra in Aurora, Illini gals. Good to see you again. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Now, um, if, if you heard the podcast, you can still find the podcast on IlliniGuys.com, by the way, that we did earlier this year. Joan, you were somebody who, who has a long history with Illinois football. Just refresh us again. It goes back to when you were a child, right? Going to, yes. to games at Memorial yes. Stadium? Yes. My father started taking me when I was four years old, and now I'm going to out myself in 1954. <laughs> wow. And uh, I went to the only Rose Bowl we've won in 1964. And yes, we had season tickets for years. I mentored Illinois football players. So yes, a very long history. Well, first off, congratulations, because there are very few people who can say, I was there at the Rose Bowl for the only Rose Bowl that Illinois won. So right away, we should put like put you up on a ring of honor somewhere at Memorial Stadium. That um, long suffering. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> suffering over the years. Well, tell us, give us your thoughts about uh, this year's team as we talk right now, two and five going into the bye week. The game against Wisconsin was not one that we're going to ever remember and say we were there for. What are your thoughts on this team and uh, and Coach Bielema this first year? Well, I think we have to give him a chance. I, I think he's a proven winner, and we can't expect to turn it around in a year, and I don't think he has a lot of talent on the team. Saturday was ugly. You know, we need a quarterback. We need a line. We need a lot of things, and I'm assuming in this bye week they're doing a lot of recruiting. I still am very hopeful that he'll turn this program around and at least get it to the point that we could be in Iowa. You know, that's a great comparison, a program that at once upon a time, Illinois and Iowa's programs were very similar. I was kind of taken off and left Illini in the dust, unfortunately. Um, but it, as you said, you've been uh, tied to this program in a number of ways over the years. Is this the kind of thing you've seen before in your experience with in terms of coaches coming in and, and trying to uh, – what experience have you had with that with coaches coming in and trying to impose their will on the program? Oh, sadly, way too many of them. Starting, <laughs> starting with Malik and then Moeller and, you know, it just unfolds. We've had a few bright moments and more that were not so bright. But, you know, Illini fans, hope springs eternal. Joan, you were always a voice of wisdom when we uh, when we talk about Illini football. Now, Kendra and Marianne, I know you're big basketball fans. Yeah. We don't want to leave you out of the conversation. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on football? Marianne, do you see um, any games out there in Tucson? 
Well, I don't, I don't watch them live. I usually record them and then watch them later if I think they're worth watching, unfortunately. Um, I think a lot of people thought just because we had a lot of super seniors coming back that we would be able to compete with the powerhouses in the league. And that's just really not the truth. But I am excited that we have a coach from our state, a long history of recruiting and winning, and I'm very hopeful for the future. You know, I remember when Lovey was first hired, hope brung eternal, and everyone was excited and thought, this is going to be it. We've got the coach now. It's going to turn around. And Unfortunately, that didn't work. So I think everyone expects, you know, Bielema to come in and flip a switch and everything is, is sunshine and roses and it's not that easy. So it's frustrating. I totally agree that it's frustrating, but got to give it time. And I, I think he'll, he'll get the job done, but it may not be this year. Yeah. It's going to take some time. I think that we all agree that maybe that there isn't as much talent there as what we had hoped would be the case. And I think it's Saturday, unfortunately, was, was a reminder that there's a long way to go. I was mentioning to someone that I, someone on, on the IlliniGuys.com message board uh, over last weekend talked about the Kentucky football program. And I said, that's a great litmus test of a coach. Mark Stoops was 2-10 in his first year, which matched the record of Joker Phillips, the coach he replaced. And didn't have a winning record until year four. Um, and now he's got them on a roll where this weekend they're heading down to Georgia, taking on the number one Bulldogs. They're expected to lose that game, but they could run the table the rest of the way. And Mark Stoops, who began two and 10 in year one, now in year nine, may put up the first 11 win season in UK football history, going back to when Bear Bryant was coaching in Lexington. I know we're hopeful, but do you have the, do you have the stomach to wait till year four for a winning season? Well, we don't have a lot of choice. Right. <laughs> no, and if you're in a longtime Illini fan, you've been, your patience has been tested over and over and over again. <laughs> so I, I guess it'll be tested this time, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the game next week against Penn State on ABC for everyone to see uh, a primetime showing there at noon. So let's hope they can uh, uh, get some things figured out here in this uh, this off week. Okay, let's get to the fun stuff. Basketball starts next week. I, I just want to get your thoughts. Last time we talked, of course, the team was was on a roll, um, didn't finish in terms of in the NCAA tournament. Let me just start with your thoughts. Let's just start with, with Marianne. Give us your thoughts on the season coming up. I'm as excited as I've been in a long time, for sure. Um, I don't want to just pencil them in for the national championship because we see what can happen. You know, you can, uh, a long rebound, um, players not moving as well as they should, and anything can happen. But I really am looking forward to seeing this team come together and play as a unit. And I do think we will be hard to beat. And I actually think we'll be better than last year. So uh, I'm very excited and very hopeful. You said you think they'll be better than last year, even though they lose IO from this team. Why do you think they'll be better? Well, you're not going to replace IO for one thing. <laughs> Um, but someone else will step up and somebody else will be the closer if we need a closer at the end of the game. I think with uh, our two transfers, Omar and uh, Plummer, I, I think we're better offensively than we were last year. And they're going to have to play defense because if you don't play defense, you don't play for our coach. So um, I think it may take a few games for them to figure out the right combination, but I'm excited. And I think we'll probably even play faster than we did last year. And um, I, I think there's good things ahead for Illinois basketball. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I feel like, 
you know, the battered Illini fan syndrome is always in the back of my head. Um, I think it's going to be a great year and then something happens. They have a bad game and expectations kind of come back down to, to earth, back down to reality. So um, I'm sure there'll be a couple of games that are frustrating and, you know, kind of set us back a little bit, but I am cautiously optimistic. I'm excited to see the new players, uh, some of the transfers and the new guys, you know, the freshmen may not play as much, but uh, you know, like Marianne was saying, see Payne and Plummer and see how they do. I'm excited. I can't wait for it to start. We have a, my son and I have a countdown, so we have 12 days to go. Um, so we're excited, uh, but cautiously optimistic. <laughs> Well, I'm very optimistic. I think maybe <laughs> Underwood's biggest um, dilemmas or issues this year will be chemistry and rotation. You know, who he uses when, and now he's usually does four minute uh, substituting. So, you know, I think a lot of people will get uh, get minutes. But um, barring injuries, which is always a concern, uh, I think we have uh, some real talent on this team, and he's recruiting well and. I have a great deal of faith, so it'll be a fun ride as long as we don't hit Loyola in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) I I was at that game. It was brutal. Yes, it was. Talking with the Illini Gals, part of the IlliniGuys.com community. And this segment presented by HX Home Solutions. A quick timeout and then more with the Illini Gals here on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network. 
on these same stations across Illinois.